You know what's a lot like being shoved inside an iron maiden and just having, you know, nails, the needles being shoved in your ears, it's just like, oh, the pain in my ears. It's just like that. An evening spent with me, the Iran maiden, because I'm Iranian and will misgender myself for a joke. Because you are now tuning into a hairy home companion starring more uh, and uh, there you go, that's what we're in for. Halloween episode extended cut missing footage. It's one of those horror films out. Anyways, I am her suit, cute, and incredibly stoned. Each episode, I try my dentist to host a nice little comedy talk show while more high than Evil Knievel as he jumped the fountains at Caesar's Palace and even more high than his insurance policy after he crashed. Depending on the weed and the mood, I could do each segment no problem. Other times, I won't be able to make it through and who knows how it'll end up or where I'll go. That's why we start off each episode with retractions and corrections, where I correct mistakes, answer questions brought to you, brought up in the previous episode, or tell you what I was trying to say in last week's segment, but was too high to get through to. This week's retractions and corrections, oh boy. Uh, the Motion Picture Production Code, also known as the Hayes Code, Named after Lol H. Hayes. Uh, Hayes was for horses because uh, some pre-code prohibited imagery including the branding of animals and people. So, you know, the, the horses are okay. And, uh, but Hayes wasn't for homosexuality, no. Don't show that. So... That's pretty much the Hayes Code. Like, it has a lot of specific things. Like, don't show, you know, interracial couples. Ooh, bad. And also, you know, you know, very patriarchal things like the deliberate seduction of girls. Like, oh, women can't be sexual agents. Or men and women in bed together. Uh, excessive and lustful kissing. Ew. We don't want to see smooching. <laughs> Ew. Adults kissing? Get out of here. Anyways, yeah. Uh, if you get into it, it really illustrates how the gender, racial, and sexual anxieties of America really, you know, interact and inform each other. Like, sex, sex, sexuality is gendered and racialized, and, and gender is racialized and sexualized so on and so forth. So, you know, you really see it happening uh, when you read about the Hayes Code, and uh, it was around for a really long time. I mean, the pre-Hayes stuff was like, I don't know, I'm too stunned to go back to the Wikipedia page, but it was, you know, it was burbling away, coming into life in like a mad scientist of, you know, gender and sexual anxieties to media coming to life, uh, hang, hanging out, getting sentience, and 
I don't want to think about it. Anyways, moving on. Uh, well, I chase who really hated the gays. So he really hates gays. That's his new name. Really hates H gays. It's really H is for him. Hey, who's who's so much? Uh, I'm assuming. I mean, if you're gonna just be like, okay, no, none of none of that anymore, from, and you start that in 1922. Or, I don't remember. Well, this is hard to read. That's an because there's just lots of numbers and MPAA because the MPPDA eventually becomes the MPAA, so Motion Picture Association of America. Ooh, they stopped distributing, or maybe they still did. I don't know. But then eventually they become the MPAA. Uh, so there's lots of M's and P's and A's in 1930. Like, oh, this is harder to read so, anyways, uh, it eventually becomes the Motion Picture Association of America, then the Motion Picture Association, and then they adopted the production code in 1930 and began really rigidly enforcing it in 1934, and you couldn't do anything good anymore. Well, some of the stuff is like, you know, it's bad, uh, but it's like, you know, I think we have a different relationship with media where we're like, uh, I mean, I think they still are like, don't, well, you don't show them, they won't know that they do that, or that they like it, um, uh, with lots of media, but sometimes it's like, you know, there's documentaries about, like, and, and who can be bad, cruel things happening in the world, it's like, okay, well, then I guess, like, if you're gonna, sh we're gonna see this documentary to ra raise awareness about whatever, like, you know, Anything like some of the animal abuse, like it's gonna have to be shown. Uh, but you know, the back then they're like, no, you can't even show an animal, like a, a cow getting branded on a ranch. So I guess lots of Western films were just like people walking in, being like, boy, I we just branded a bunch of cattle. I'm tired. Like if that just comes up in the plot, like they're branding cattle together. Uh, then, you know, they just have to be like, well, that, you know, we gotta say that we did it, but we can't show it until 1968, and then you can show all the cattle getting branded you wanted all the live long day. Harris Ranch Live Cam. It's happening. The, the, the Broadway musical on film. I don't know. Well, you can do it now. And then, anyways, we talked about that because why would I talk about anything significant or, uh, you know, important? Uh, oh, on that note, something significant and important is Free Palestine. If you don't like it, you don't gotta listen to the show anymore. Goodbye. Uh, anyways, uh, next retraction and correction is that I was incorrect. And it has been, well, I'm always incorrect, clearly. You see how it happens. It just accumulates. It is inevitable. Uh, well, there you go. I was wrong last week. I am correcting it this week. Uh, that it has been nine years since I traumatized the Wildman Bandman at Fisherman's Wharf when I was imagining it because I was denial. I was like, I'm bisexual. Oh, his. I mean, his. 
you know, to be like, aha, no one's going to see this pansy for a while. Um, anyways, yeah, it was, it was a job of being a pansy and lash of the loafers and, um, and I was, uh, so yeah, I was dressed as John Hamm on a dating show in the 90s on a Halloween date with the one-man bandman of Fisherman's Work in 2014. And I correctly reported to you that this date took place on the last uh, Halloween parade in the Castro, and that's a whole part of the story. I've already done an episode about it. I'll bring it up again one of these days. I don't know. Oh, fuck, I forgot one attraction person. Let me write that down. Alright, I'm retracting and correcting live in the air because I re- realized I forgot to uh, bring something up. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I promised to do it last week and I failed because as you can tell, I mean, as you know, some of you, God, you really are masochists if you are like another embrace from Leroy and Maiden once a week. Dad is very old, Leroy. 
So when I have money, I will also investigate the Liberace alien, the, the little potential sighting of a giant UFO shaped like a banana that Liberace, uh, a giant Liberace came out of and played shows all over Alabama that was reported by a British tabloid as happening. But I don't know if it's like, that's what the people in Alabama said they saw, like, we saw a giant Liberace. Or if, like, this is, like, a case of, like, severe onset British humor, where they're like, aha, that's what those old Yanks, those hicks in the country would say they saw a giant Liberace. Or they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know what to say. How do I elaborate? How do I embellish the story about a UFO in Alabama? Well, we gotta sell papers. Uh, but yeah. There is a definitive, like, defunct land. I'm sorry to admit that I watched that, but it's just, he's such a good documentarian. Like, defunct land level of research article about the whole, or I'm assuming it just seemed that way from what I saw before. It was like, you need to pay $3.99. And I'm like, I am a broke bitch where that affects me. Like, I can't, that $3.99, I gotta, that can't, I can't do that. That's an investment. Um, anyways, uh, so when I have money, honey, you'll find out. And then let me tell to you about a way I could have had money, but they never emailed me back, and then I didn't know what to do, and I was like, I don't fucking know. Um, but one thing I promised to read to you was excerpts from the copy I wrote about Boston that I wrote for a ghost tour that hired me to also do a food tour and write copy for them. And they were like, you guys are about Boston. And I realized I have no concept of what Boston is. And also, I said Boston. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Uh, I don't know what Boston is. I have no concept or feel for what it would be like. It's also hard to write about because it's like a lot of like, come see the patriotism. And I'm like, but I hate America. Like, why would you make me someone who would never? I like also just hate nationalism as a whole. I don't like it. I don't, it's no good. Um, and uh, I don't know why to do this. I don't want to talk about this, but. It was, so it was really torturous, and it took me forever to write, like, three paragraphs, which I will read to you, um, and you will see the very homosexual way I have written things, because I also don't know about baseball or sports, and I don't care. I think it's weird, like, you know, it's just a bizarre concept to me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they were like, you can write copy of a bust, and I was supposed to write copy about all, like, the cool ghost stuff, but they were like, they're a mess, and they kept forgetting to send me it, even though I reminded them, and then I was like, what do you guys think about this? And they were like, what if we never get back to you? I'm like, okay. Um, anyways, this is what I wrote, and this was supposed to be one of those things, like, when you look at Tor, Boston, summer, you can see me. You are welcome, and you will learn this poignant information. And here is the copy I wrote about Boston. And I'll, after that, it'll be time for donations, and we'll do the goddamn show for once. Anyways, uh, summertime in 
anything about Boston because I don't know what to do. I don't like it. I don't care. I don't know. But did you know they got talking seals at the aquarium? Like the seals just talk there and like, I'm like, damn, we got seals at Fisherman's Wharf here in San Francisco. They don't say a damn word. So I would, you know, I mean, like I said last week, I really like Shirley Jackson, so I do have to go to Massachusetts and see the sight suspenders and go on Shirley Jackson Hodge. But I would also go to see these talking seals, because that's insane. And that's the only reason I ever go to my own. And I'm just like, besides burning wishes in, in the middle of the city, which I don't know if I really want to see, that's kind of weird. It feels really disrespectful. But uh, you can see just fucking curtain graveyards in the middle of the city. And that's fucking bizarre. And I gotta go see them. Those fucking tombstones are so metal. They fucking rip. I love imagery. They're nuts. They got little, they got little beds. They're like bed shapes because the idea was back then was like, you're just going to bed and you'll wake up later. And I'm like, that. <laughs> Happy Halloween part two indeed. Anyways, if you're just tuning in, this is a Harry Home Companion with me, Don Arky on BFF.FM. And I am about to commence the weekly ritual of the reading of the script where I talk about donations because I'm going to talk about donations because I gotta stick to the script because I got important things to tell you today. Anyways, uh, here is me reading from the script. Go! Have you considered donating to BFF.FM yet? You should! Not only is this such a unique community radio station that reflects and respects the diversity of the Bay Area, but it keeps weirdos like me distracted so that we don't see no evil Knievel, hear no evil Knievel, and speak no evil Knievel. Get yourself down to BFF.FM slash donate where you can send a one-time donation or set up a monthly recurring donation and be our bestie with benefits. Yes, and awaken an ancient evil Knievel because he's dead and buried. Boy, just like this, I like all those old glass curtains in Boston. This is a freaky joint. That's a good place to go for Halloween. Do they do that? Are they just like fucking scary? One of the most visually haunting, frightening places in America. Come on down. They gotta do that. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't get to write that for the ghost tour. I was supposed to, but they kept forgetting to send it to me. But I was like, you just, you just send it to me? Anyways, so our first and hopefully not final segment is, uh, this one, which is also is preceded by me reading from the uh, the, 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 the script again. Yeah. Again, uh, I can't make fun of Jimmy Stewart for sound the way he does anymore. I do that too. Because I advertise Stone to the Bound and I'm just jawing away. And what I'm going to tell you about is my upcoming ligament. I know it's not a bone, but leave me alone. I'm just trying to just let me do the damn show. Uh, it's called, the, it will, I'll tell you what it is, because I'll read from the script and announce it, and you will now know a new segment's happening. Uh, 
This next segment is called From the Desk of Donna H. Arkey, which is where my stoned ass does my best to try and tell you about my hot takes, thoughts, opinions on a variety of subjects, or I just talk about things that I think you should know about, or things I'm super interested about this week. Also, I don't actually have a middle name, I just really want to the letter H, like William H. Hayes, because uh, it sounded good. where his H stands for hate, mine stands for high, because that's what I am, maybe, but I am kind of a hater, so it stands for hate, too. And this week, I am bringing to you a very important uh, text, uh, literature, uh, that does have a little bit of a content warning, and I'm like, oh, like I said, we teach children things. And certain stereotypes, and we we find new creative ways to do that. And one way you can do it is through jokes, because uh, humor is a kind of a pedagogy, and you could use it for good can evil or evil can evil. And in this book, it's pretty neutral, but then it gets then they start joking for evil can evil because this book is the 1983 uh, classic. Uh, 
also do food because it's about food. Yeah, the hundred and one fast funny food jokes. Uh, I can't find that one specifically right here, but I, I guess I'll just turn to a random page and report to you what I see. Oh yeah, first page I turn to is on page 30. There's a racist joke with a racist depiction of indigenous people, and it's really rude. So now you know, not to, to try to avoid that page, uh, if, because it's bad stuff. Anyways, uh, if, I'll just do another page. So there's these jokes, uh, tastiest pictures of the year. They're real good and they're spelled, I guess, I, I, I don't know if it's spelled R-E-E-L as in like a reel that you get a fish with, or eel as in the, the fish you're hoping to catch and eat. But regardless of it, here are some of the jokes. You've got E-T, like T spelled like Muppet Caper, which works on so many levels. I don't think, I know the fancy kids would be like, aha, capers, I had two jokes in one, and then, you know, oh, yeah, I didn't get the joke Tootsie Roll until I become an older homosexual, because I'm like, ah, Tootsie, a movie I have seen and liked, but as a kid, I was like, I mean, I think I knew about the movie Tootsie because, like, I heard about it. With, like, you know, like, I saw things about it. I just didn't get it till now. Because, of course, if I was, like, like this, I would get... I did get a lot of these jokes, unfortunately. I was like, I know who Beat Midler is. Ah, ha, I know about Barbara Streisand Sandwich. Uh, I mean, most kids do. But, like, who... Okay, let me find something... Well, I just found a missed opportunity for Foodland's top TV shows. Uh, it could have been there's Starchy and Hutch, like Starsky and Hutch, but it could have been Starchy and Husk, but that's okay. But for some reason, they don't go for that, but they go for a show called Fame, and they just put an L in parentheses, and they take that risk, like Flame. Get it? They take that risk, but they don't go with starchy and husk, which would make sense. Porna is a starch. Choose, you, you gotta, you know, missed opportunity. Anyways, but what is something here that I feel like a homosexual child like myself would have really cared about? Now, I guess Ingrid Bergerman. I was like that. I was like, aha. Both of them. There's Ingrid Bergman sexy lady and then the guy who's a director with a name that's kind of the same but I don't remember what it is right now. Retraction and correction for next week. Which one's which? Real confusing. He's directed movies that she's been in. Boy, it must have been a real crazy time to say, oh yeah, Ingmar. Ingrid Bergman and Ingmar Bergman all hanging out, same area. Like, it must have been real annoying, because, like, someone would be like, hey, Ingmar, and Ingrid kind of misses like, what? And then someone's like, hey, Ingrid, and Ingmar's like, what? And then they're both Bergman, and like, Bergman? You know, like, who, who turns around in this buddy comedy that uh, persona was on set? Because clearly that's what was happening. Oh, and on that note, 
that this is a very belated retraction correction. I'll get through it fast because that reminded me I forgot to report to you that I went to Alameda and I found the truth and that uh, when you are going down whichever way it is to get from Oakland directly into Alameda, or as we like to call it, Alameda, um, you can, uh, you, you will, as you emerge from the tube, very Freudian, you will see three signs. And the first one will say, Wilma Changway, Webster Street, and then Wilver, Willie in quotes, uh, whatever way. And I, because I was like, did, did the Wilma Chan also have William quotes? No, just Wilver, but Wilma Webster, Wilver, Willie Street, it's nuts. That's a fun thing you can do in the Bay, go see that. Um, anyways, back to 101 Fast Funny Food Drinks, which I recommend getting a copy of because you will be transported back in time to your youth immediately and you will remember things. And I, like, I just, you know, I think it's really fascinating stuff in here. Some, I, I see where some of my problems began. Uh, and I really like this... This genre of cartoon drawing where like all the, the like generic male characters just look like they all look like Carl Malden, you know that one old timey character actor. He's like in every movie you've seen, he was all over the Hayes code. Like sometimes he was he was portraying people in there, he was doing things. He's in every movie you've seen from could be a country preacher with a secret or a blathering but villainous buffoon and he'd, 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 he'd prove it. Yeah. But all the dude characters just like generic like here is a drawing of an anthropomorphized burger and he has big googly eyes and a big bulbous nose and a pleasant smile and they all look Carl Malden a man of many faces. Uh, anyways yeah, I, what do you call that kind of cartoon? What do you call that kind of drawing? I love it. I don't. I feel like I don't see it around as much as I want to, and I do want to see it. But anyways, let's let me see what else I can sh share with you from the oh, Foodland's top ten movie stars. You have Goldie Hen. Oh, Barbara Streisandwich is in top ten movie stars, and not in like top. 10 like music acts oh because you know what i remember this very distinctly yentl came out in 1983 and this book was published in 1983 and so this was like a hip happening book like kids on the playground when they're having their, their witty repartee with each other they have to make a joke about barbara size sandwich because we're all talking about her because we're all talking about yentl so this book at the time was a valuable asset to have, but if you are me as a kid, you're gonna just be like, I don't get Lauren Bigel, sorry, Lauren Bigel, Bacall. I, I got that as an adult, as a homosexual adult, but as a young kid, I was like, who's Lauren Bigel? I wouldn't have even, I don't know. Uh, I, I did get the Jane Fondue, very funny. Um, what else do we got in here? Uh, yeah, 
good ones like Bean Martin and Cherry Lewis. But I know they told you puns. Let me give you a joke. And let me try to find you a good... I will just turn to a random page and tell you the joke that I first see. Alright. Uh, random page, random page. I need a random page. Come on. Aha! Uh, which famous president do hot dogs love best? Franklin D. Rules! About. And then the next page is like two of us, Carl Malden looking hot dogs, and then the lady hot dog, you know, it's a lady because she's got a pointy nose and lips. And then a very striking picture of FDR, who had his fireside chat, while I a different kind of FDR, because I am fucking down Arky, and I'm here with my hellfire side chat with me, the Iran maiden, torturing you and until kingdom come, because hell is other people, and that other person's me, because you're, I, I, mean, I don't know anyone else that would do anything this stupid weekly. Why? Why do I do this? Anyways, uh, I'll give you one more joke. Oh, a joke that actually kind of... I feel like this is a joke that when you're uh, living in the 90s, you're a little bit like, huh, this is a little dated, and you'll see why. Um, who cornered the spice market? Herb, of course. Because we didn't... There's not a lot of people named Herbie. I guess we all used to know a Herb back then, back in 1983. We all have an Uncle Herb. He's always doing something. Well, that's not true. I'm Iranian. We always have a Bobak doing something. There's always a Bobak up to no good. Uh, here is a final report. Foodlands Music Groups and Stars. They got a Holland Oats meal. And that's pretty good. My Instagram name is Holland Oats because uh, it's funny. And also because my phone autocorrect came up with it when I was updating my karaoke song list because I should have put in like she's gone and because uh, I wanted to karaoke because I have a list of course I do I, I, I gotta remember uh, which ones I think I'm gonna karaoke and my phone kept autocorrecting hollow notes to halal notes so there you go but on that note of Holland and oats meal and she's gone they both were almost gone because that you know what instead of doing more from this book you now have my advice go look it up you know take a look at this book uh reading rainbow uh whatever i will now do my wacky fact which is uh going to be preceded by me reading from the script unto you all right our first segment is Wacky Facts, Latin name Wackiest Facticus. Each week, my stone ass learns you a weird and interesting fact about every subject possible, from animals to history and everything in between. This week's fact. So, have you ever wondered how hollow notes met with the way that we're talking about them with like hollow notes and hollow notes? We are, oh, they should have done whole, like the whole of a, a, a wheat. A little smell. Um, and you would think they met in culinary school, but no! I think they wrote She's Gone from Personal Experience because 
They met in the most unbelievably fucked up way. Which is that in 
It's a gag spear! That's the name that's like a pickle spear. Alright, that's a joke there. I don't even do anything with that. Well, let me- I gotta look up something that's got celebrities in it. And then, I'll think- if I can think of anything- Ugh, I keep pulling up the page- the Wikipedia page for Yenta because- or just like the Google search page for it, because the reason I was able to be like, oh, Yenta, is because like, I looked it up surreptitiously to make sure that I did, that 1983 was the right year, because I was like, I don't know why, I feel very sure of this, but I do, and I was right. But yeah, let me see, who, what is, you know what, Barbie movie, I'm going to be a real human, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make these goddamn Vincent Slice